This is Slasher's new favorite. Sorry. Coker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had a, I had a smoke. Anything right beforehand. else, and you, Coker. You, you know what's funny is you literally said, you guys' intros are always off the rails, and I just made sure of that on this show. Okay. Well, it could be bleh. <laughs> oh, and I don't know which one of you was it in the last episode, but stop tapping the mic because you're driving me insane. Oh, okay. yeah. Every two that... seconds I hear a mic tap, and I'm like, what the fuck is it? Okay. Anyways, well, we can leave this in so that they can see my my. Yeah, and the, the, this is Carrie to the or uh, aid to the rage. <laughs> aid to the rage. Oh. Okay, all right. So one more I pi- time. I picture aid at like a party, and she starts getting vines up her skin, and you're like, oh, oh. You know. I know. Don't make me grab the CDs. Okay. One, two, three, This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Adrian, and with me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, Doug and Coker. Boys, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hey, mutant goons from beyond, we're back. This is this is a, th- a three-person deal here that we haven't had in a while, so it's kind of it's kind of good to mix things up a bit. It's like a tossed salad. Hello, mutant goons. Uh, you guys are going to be in for a fun episode. And A, uh, since you want the subject to also be underrated horror, you said Rage Carry 2, and you want to talk about underrated horror. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, th- well, this is uh, like a two-topic episode. I figured we'd be- go halfway through with like what we're anticipating for 2022 and sort of talk about with some of the Patreon members and our listeners are anticipating as well and then we could get into some underrated horror films because i was literally just watching something the other day and i'm like nobody fucking ever watches this movie and it's like literally one of my favorite movies so i put rage carry 2 on there but i talk about it all the time so it's just a caveat yes rage carry 2 is super underrated not enough people either have seen it or appreciate it the way that they should so if you have not seen it i suggest a revisit for that one but yeah so i mean i figured we could just go around the room and just like you know talk about what we're excited for for 2022 what's coming up like and it could be any horror media right so not just movies but like tv video games music whatever okay well i guess i'll go off here so um so i am i looked at aids list here because i'm like what the fuck is coming out in 2022 because everything's been like delayed like if they if you know what i mean like if something was announced in 2021 or uh, what is uh what is when is morbius gonna come out like in 2045 it keeps it, that keeps getting pushed back so much and you know what i'm just like you know yeah we can do it without the jared leto thank you so yeah it's fine but i can tell you one thing i'm most excited for and it, it kind of caveats off of the last episode but uh, they're making a big picture. But Coker, you might know this, but remember that Tales from the Crypt coffee table book they made like back in like the late nineties? Um, oh, I have it. It's right down there. Yeah, it's like a it's like a big Tales from the Crypt book. It has so many pictures and like each episode in there. They're making one for Creep Show too. The making of Creep Show too. It's gonna be a big coffee Ooh. table book. Yeah. Ooh. So it's like stills and and all this stuff here. So I'm a nerd for Creep. I'm a nerd for Creep Show too, and and that's coming out uh, I think in August. So this is the first time I'm going to go to like a Barnes and Noble for a bit. So Oh, wow. If, yeah. So, Doug, any horror movies you're looking forward to this year? Or did you want to say we're kind of 
curious about the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but we're not looking forward to the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, here's here's what I'll say. Well, here's what I'll say about that. Every, anytime I'm looking forward to a Texas Chainsaw movie, I'm always like spanked in the ass by it. And and that's what happens. It's like, you know what? There is no real good Texas Chainsaw movie after... Well, I like, I like the next gen. I like the fourth one. Like one, two, and four. Doug, you can bring that back for underrated. The fourth one? Yeah, talk about that one being like an underrated movie to you. Oh, I will. There's the, you haven't seen my list, buddy boy. I but know. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got I've got uh, I've got receipts here. Oh, you can't see my receipts. Oh, okay, there you go. But uh, yeah, no. So that so that's kind of the thing. I am excited for that Texas Chainsaw one. I'll see it, but I'm not holding my breath to it because I know it's probably gonna slap me across the ass with it. That's that's what always happens with fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm I'm not looking forward to it because I read the synopsis and it was all like Leatherface is trying to be a better person. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, is, is, is this Leatherface or Perks of Being a Wallflower too? I don't know. I, I you know, I'm and I'm like, is this really what Fetty fucking Alvarez wanted? Because if you guys didn't know, they shot another director for this movie shot about forty five minutes of footage and Fetty hated it and he got fired, and they reshot it all. So there's a lost version of this movie. Some were hidden. He wrote the screen screenplay, and it's Fede Alvarez. And if you guys ever Googled him, he is so fucking hot. Hello. I, I don't know. I, I know that Vlad, one of our Patreon members, was talking about how he was looking forward to it. And I don't know. I don't know. Because I really like what Fede did with uh, the Evil Dead remake. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you that. The Evil Dead remake was really damn good. That is one of my favorite, like, favorite remakes so of all time besides actually the chainsaw massacre remake and also the hills have eyes remake but evil dead is so good and so i feel like he could probably do this well i looked at the cast it's got that crazy chick from outlander in it so Mm. she's a fucking nutcase so i'm excited to see her die or is that the one Leatherface falls in love with and does like a... Oh, maybe he falls in love with it. Well, but you know what? But see, Leatherface okay. has... If Leatherface falls in love in this movie, I will forgive it. Yeah, because he's a... Remember, he's a big teddy bear. So maybe we're bringing back old Leatherface, right? Like drag drag queen Leatherface. <laughs> so, I mean, that one could be good. So, I mean, it, I, I don't know. Any more movies, Doug, before... Uh, well, the Evil Dead Rise, I think that would be a lot of fun because it's funny. I've always thought before they even announced that movie, I always thought, wouldn't it be cool if they made like an apartment building version of Evil Dead instead of always taking place in the woods or in the cabin or made it like a hotel? that's what this one is. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting, actually. Guys, I, I had a list of horror movies I'm looking forward to this year and Doug, Evil Dead Rise is on my list too. Yeah. It's on mine as well, but I couldn't find a release date. And by the way, everyone, if you're wondering when Chainsaw Massacre is supposed to come out, February 18th, which is actually my brother's birthday. So happy birthday, Steven. You get a Chainsaw Massacre movie. But yeah. And so I couldn't find a a date for Evil Dead Rise. So I am not holding my breath for it to come out this year, honestly. I don't know what you guys think. Well, I don't know. I must have been like a little uh, tired because I walked into Walmart the other day. And I'm like, is this the new Evil Dead Rise? And I looked at it and it was, it's called, it's Black Friday, but they use the same fucking font as Evil Dead. <laughs> I'm like, what, what cheap shit? I saw Bruce Campbell on the cover and I got excited. I'm like, is this, is this it? Oh Direct to DVD? <laughs> that would actually be so great if that was the case. But I mean, I mean, that would suck if it was, you know, straight to VOD or something like that, because. Um, I, I feel like it, it will need a theatrical release. Although knowing me, I probably won't go to the movies to see it, but still. Well, you're going to see Scream 5 in theaters, right? I am, which is uh-huh. another one, right? That's coming that's out. That's on my list too. 
January fourteenth. Yeah, really, that just a couple days, you know. I am really excited for Scream Five. Aid, I rewatched the first movie really stoned the other day, and every time I rewatch the first Scream, I appreciate it more and more. And for a long time, I treated Scream like what a lot of other horror bros treated the Scream, like oh. It's not good enough. There's no tits or it's not like an 80s horror. Or it's too meta. I did that. I did that for like all of my teens and a bit of my 20s. But in my 20s, I started rewatching Scream and I was like, you know, this is a fucking smart movie. This is a movie that sees the tropes of slasher movies and says, fuck that, especially with Sidney Prescott. She she knows she's a final girl and she chooses to fuck anyways. Yes. And and that's another thing, too. So Wes Craven did a good job with like sort of, you know, breaking some of the rules with this. And and because it's meta and self-aware, I think that it brought like the slasher. I brought a fresh take on the slasher that I think was kind of dwindling because, you know, we were seeing Freddie and Jason sort of dying off right in the 90s and Chucky as well. And so once we have Ghostface, he's an image. Yeah, he's an image that we're all familiar with. Like we've seen this before. Right. But the fact that, you know, it's teenagers and it's got all of these things going on and it's a it's a young hip cast right like you know what i felt like <laughs> with this when i rewatched the first scream it felt very much like a a 90s ya novel turned into a teen mtv show turned into a slasher film yeah i mean it's got it's all so of those incredibly things 90s too. it's very 90s i talk about this all the time i know mikey hates it but i like was had the biggest crush on billy like oh my god he's so fucking fine and i was like oh i just would watch scream for billy knowing he's the killer didn't matter to me <laughs> well see the thing with billy billy loomis i always thought that his his hair would poke his eyes i always thought that bothered me i'm like man that's gonna poke your eye oh out, yeah kid. yeah his hair was just all over the place in that fucking movie i know uh, but it was so sexy you know okay Okay, well, I mean, I'll tell you what's sexy. Uh, actually, uh, Courtney Cox's bangs should have been the killer in Scream oh. 3. Those, that should have been the killer <laughs> oh. in the movie. Well, you know, Courtney's over it. She even addressed it online. So, you know, the bangs are an issue. She does not have the bangs, obviously, and the new one. And I also wanted to touch, too, because this comes out this week. I put down January 14th. So if you guys are going to go see it this week or you're going to see it Thursday, awesome. I'm not going to, I don't think we can do any spoilers uh, for that for a while because I'm sure people are going to take their time seeing it. But this is one of the only horror franchises where everybody comes back for each movie and it's all the same people playing them yes absolutely it's the only horror franchise where there are three actors in every single movie Mm -hmm. so we've got you know david arquette courtney cox and obviously nev campbell and so i just think it's so great and it's nostalgic for us because you know we grew up as kids watching this Mm -hmm. because you know i was a kid when this came out i was 90 90 i was eight years old when it came out yeah so i was i was young too when i saw it and like you know they i saw it at home my parents were into it and we, i watched it with my cousins while everybody was out so you know now that we're in our 30s <laughs> 20 yep. 25 years later <laughs> god so i'm looking forward to aging gracefully with them as well so i'm really well, I can't wait till scream one. nine when they're in a uh, uh, a retirement home <laughs> And, and the, the nurse is the ghost face killer. I see the ghost face girl like, answer me this question. And Nev Campbell's going, huh? Answer me this question. What was that? I used to watch answer that me on this DVD. question. I don't know what a DVD is. Oh my God. I know. That's 
terrible. So, yeah, I mean, I and and I think I was reading some things today. I, I just read a headline from Bloody Disgusting. I tried to stay away from any spoilers, but they had said that it p- does pay homage and respect to Wes Craven. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope that it's a little bit, the trailer is super dark. And for this to sort of, I mean, Scream t- sort of turns into a horror comedy, you know, especially by part three, right? So yeah. this one looks super dark. I'm actually really excited to see a darker kind of grittier scream so i hope that the tone of the trailer carries through with the film so that's my only hope and somebody's gotta die like do we do we take out dewey for okay, the love Dewey's of God, died like twice already. Yeah, he died. He's, yeah. he's a pro wrestler. He's so he's so high on pain. <laughs> he literally <laughs> slashed his fucking throat in the ring. I'm pretty sure Dewey's gonna be okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if he would just kill him for good once, I think no, it would be no, like a... no. Dewey's the fucking Kenny of that series. We all know that. <laughs> no, you want to know what? Who's rooting for Dewey to die? His health insurance. Like, come on, you're costing us so much money. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So that's so Scream Five, and then I also have on. Oh, oh. Oh my God. And we were talking about, so not just Scream 5. So Mike Kirk, who messaged me on um, Instagram, he was looking forward to that. So thanks, Mike, for giving us a shout out. AJ just wants Scream 5 to be good, just like me. So thanks again, AJ. Um, And then let's see who else talked about it. Oh, okay. So another one that's, uh, I think Vlad shared it in the chat today or yesterday was Studio 666. Like, how did I not know that Dave Grohl was making a fucking horror movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Foo Fighters horror film. I am so excited for that. Like, I'm so here for this. It comes out February 25th. I watched the trailer like four times today. I'm so excited. I don't know why. Are you excited or do you just think he's attractive? Well, of course I think Dave Girl is hot. I love me a good drummer, but that's not the point. And they can finger long. (laughs) (laughs) No, and well, whatever. It's gonna like it looks really good. I mean, it just it looks really hokey. We've got some good cameos in it. Lionel Richie, Carrie King, and I just think it's a good premise to sort of have this. And they're all playing themselves, and they all seem like pretty decent actors from the trailer. So. Well, you never know. I mean, that's everyone's excited when the Beatles made their movie and they just realized how awful actors the Beatles are. They're like, so, what do we do to you do I don't know. You know? So we'll see. Hopefully they're good actors and not like the Beatles. I don't know. If, are we allowed to compare the Foo Fighters with the Beatles? Like, is that even allowed? <laughs> eh, same difference. It's like Nicki Minaj oh and Cardi B. Oh my God. <laughs> Studio 666. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I don't know how you guys feel, but... I'll see it. I, I mean, uh, what was that movie that... Veronica? What wasn't... That was uh, Danzig? Oh, the, the Danzig movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see that movie, but I know, like... It seems like musicians are like, we got, we got to start making horror movies. Well, I think Veronica is... Like, I think he's taking it seriously. I haven't seen it. And, you know, I don't... It, like, Jake's going to kill me, but... I, Danzig, whatever. Not, like, I don't care. But... <laughs> And good thing Jake isn't here to hear that. <laughs> I'm on Jake's side. I, I was pearl clutching when you said Danzig, whatever. I was like, D- doesn't Jake have a Danzig tattoo too? He, I think he does. Yeah, he says a Misfits oh. tattoo or something. Well, whatever. Anyways, Jake's not here, so we can talk about him. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, back to the list. So yeah, I mean, I, I tried to go through the year and I didn't want to talk about Morbius because I don't like the fact that he has a cgi face mm. like that's mm. so fucking lame also i'm gonna can i be honest 
who is asking for Spider-Man villain movies? Because Marvel is so like Marvel is doing what Marvel does and they're making money. So I, I don't I don't fault them for that. And I I love Jared Leto. Like I love him, but I I'm, I'm done. Like and they, if, if he's in one more movie where they make him look like shit, I'm just going to hang up the towel. Like mm-hmm. I can't do it. Like he had a big old gut and like missing hair and that that HBO Max movie, I can't even think of it now with House of Gucci? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, that's that you're thinking of House of Gordo. No. <laughs> House of Gordo with Jared Leto. Oh my god! But I would actually watch that. I yeah. would watch it too. Yeah, yeah, that. we would watch that together while being Gordo. <laughs> so, uh, and then the last one I just wanted to touch on. It comes out early 2022. The Debot. Hey, and we got a new contestant here, Mr. Debot. Welcome. What do you think about the show? Beep, beep, beep. beep, beep hey, beep, there you go. See, this this Debot's talking nostalgia. Well, Whoa. well, because with Stella, what she does is she kicks it and then she chases it. That's her thing. But you know, doesn't do that all day until I'm doing this. Anyways, so the last one that I have on my list that comes out early 2022 that I'm really excited about is Terrifier Two. Yes, that's on my list, too. That was supposed to come out, like, two years ago. What yeah. the fuck is going on? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, I follow that you director know? on Instagram. Um, he's actually, I have to give it credit because he's really doing everything on there. He's doing the editing. He's doing the everything effects, with post-production. That's why. Yeah, he's doing it all himself, so I got to give him credit, you know, with COVID and stuff like that. And I think they were still shooting... Because I saw pictures, they had, like, masks on and everything, so I know they were shooting. So I I give them credit. Like, it's editing. For me, editing is the worst. I I hate editing. I hate editing, too, man. But, you know, I'll give them that. It's just he's taking his time to get it just right, and if we have to wait just a little longer to see Art the Clown fuck people up, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it'll be worth the wait, honestly. Also, also, I was going to say, eight. um... One of my old friends from Dread Central, Uncle Creepy, he saw an early cut of Terrifier 2, and he said it was one of the most shocking things he's seen. Oh. And in the trailer, we he, we do see him hold, like, a baby's arm and shit. So it's like, oh. Oh, God. Oh, what is he going to do? Just what Uncle Creepy said and that shot of him holding, like, a baby's arm in a bedroom. It's like, ooh, what's going to happen? Yeah, he's, um, the thing is with, with Art the Clown is that as disgusting and gruesome as the kills are and as gory as it is, it's so much fun. And so I, I don't mind the mean-spiritedness of it because there's something about the tone of all of it that just makes it like you know you start laughing right it's so. it's, it's it's very ghoulish fun mm-hmm. art the clown is very ghoulish fun and he takes the most fucked up shocking mean-spirited kills and it, 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 he turns them fun it, you know how i said about mean spirit like good mean spiritedness and bad mean spiritedness terrifier is like perfect fun good mean spiritedness doesn't mm-hmm. leave a bad taste in your mouth afterwards well, I thought the creepiest part in the first Terrifier was uh, when he wears that girl's skin and he walks around. Oh, oh yeah, and he's God. just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. See that that was that part, for, and then the ending too, when they're in the fucking morgue. So Terrifier is great. And the thing is, I I, uh, I held off on seeing it because I thought it was that All Hallows Eve, which I watched. And I'm like, yeah, you know, who, who's fanning their nuts to this? And then I watched Terrifier. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I liked All Hallows Eve. You didn't like it? He's creepy. 
I think I watched one of them on this is ba- now this is back when I used to watch Netflix on the Nintendo Wii. You remember that? <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> so it was a while ago. Yeah, no, it was. It, it's not that kind of like the way that it's shot. It feels like you're watching it on an old VHS with the yeah. that's about to. So I don't know if that's intentional or if it's because you know it's, it's the same guy, right? Damien Leone doesn't he do Damien he did Leone, that one? Yeah. yeah. So whatever, but just just the image of art the clown when they did show him in various things like he was fucking scary like i remember thinking like i was like like i, I had like like i was afraid to go to sleep that night right like because i was like oh my god i kept thinking of space like peeking out around the corner i'm like ah so i was really pleasantly surprised that terrifier has more of a fun like kind of because i feel like all, all hallows eve is is not as fun i don't know what I was going to say was I'm also very happy that Art the Clown has kind of taken off in much more of a pop culture status. When me and Doug go to conventions, we see Art the Clown merchandise everywhere. Yeah, and that's that's a big uh, feat for that director, too, because, you know, Terrifier was a very low-budget independent movie. So, you know, for it to get that kind of... Uh, I, was there a Funko Pop of it? I could have sworn i seen a Funko no, Pop. No, there's never been. But people have made custom Funko mm. Pops of it all the time. Yeah, th- that would be the perfect Funko Pop. And it's so hard, like, to get a good... Like, I feel like he's the newest slasher, right? Yeah, basically, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? I was waiting for a big horror icon during the 2010s, and I thought the Babadook was going to be it, but you don't see Babadook anything, so he didn't take off. And then, if you think about it, yeah, Art the Clown was kind of like the big slasher of the late 2010s. And he took off, and I'm happy for that. And yeah, Babadook, the villain of that movie, should have been that fucking kid. Like, that kid's like the worst kid <laughs> oh, in the world. Oh, right? my God. If, if you thought Bob from House by the Cemetery was bad, that kid is fucking worse. Yeah, well, especially when she's trying to use her vibrator, and he, like, comes jumping in the bed. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so mad. <laughs> yeah, so she should have said, you fucking just beat him with the vibrator. Right? Thank you, you know. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god. Like, that was the most horrifying part to me. <laughs> but also, you know what be funny? Is the way that kid screams. So picture the way that kid screams and the mom hitting him with the vibrator. So he's going, ah! <laughs> is just, oh isn't that what she says to him in the car? Would you just shut mm. the fuck up for one? Like, she says something like that. Or, or no, like, they made it a meme. They're like, what are you yeah. like, to? Like, he's like sitting there screaming like, ah! <laughs> oh my god i know oh that poor kid but well, you know what that's a good movie and i'm kind of glad they didn't make more sequels to it because i don't think we needed it i think i think no. it was what it was it was a good movie i don't know if they could replicate it so but i'm looking here on the list before i finish my thing i just want to give a couple more people were talking about terrifier too like mikey's looking forward to that and then both Shamik and mikey said halloween kills which won't come out until or no, Halloween ends. Halloween, Halloween ends. ends. Yeah. Just kidding. Halloween ends, but that's not coming out until Halloween, right? So... Well, they're shooting that right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I assume it's gonna. I'm. They're gonna get it out this year. They have to, right? Yeah, they better be called Halloween Better End. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You know, I. I, I mean, I, I like that you mentioned Halloween Kills in the last episode. I just. I. There are parts of it that I did like. I do like. I did like the brutality, but I don't know if I could get it past fucking anthony michael hall yelling evil dies tonight one more goddamn time like i never wanted somebody to fucking die so much badly in a movie oh oh eight in the extended cut he dies even longer oh thank god that's what he needed like michael michael has like the bat halfway almost to a spike and then he like he just flips it and stabs him right in the face with it too yeah well you know and that's the thing is that like I'm really glad that Paul Red didn't come back to play Tommy Doyle because 
but like Paul Rudd did not need to be that like he was like a male Karen in that movie like come on what the fuck yeah basically yeah. and he, he was kind of like uh who's the who's that kid from terminator 2 he's like all washed up now and overweight and edward furlong. Oh, edward furlong yeah he kind of like uh <laughs> anthony michael looks like edward furlong i'm like man just kill this guy you know he's at home he has like fucking two week old hot dogs and the hot dog water just sitting on the stove and he has like his his house probably smells like socks and everything <laughs> like i'm just like yeah kill the tommy doyle this guy's fucked <laughs> his house smells <laughs> like socks oh my god oh poor tom i know tommy had to go man and then i guess anybody else okay so oh and then my uh my good friend matt walters which i told him that we have to get him on the show sometime because mm-hmm. uh you guys would like him he was talking about dead space the dead space remake i guess the video game i've never played it so i don't know if that's anything that's interesting to any of you but well, that'll be interesting to see because dead space was kind of a space version of remake of the thing in video game form and now they're going to make a movie which is based off of a game based off the movie the thing so it's kind of going full circle oh okay cool no that's cool so there's that and i am cam was talking about horror comics and stuff like that so i know mm. comics are jake's thing so i figured if when we to touch on that that jake would want to be a part of that episode so i will save that for him yeah, sounds good. We got a lot of stuff. Because what's the other um, January scary? Do we have an uh, idea for February? February? Robots, right? The, yeah, killer robots. So we have to get on that. <laughs> Which I, w- I will say, guys, for killer robots, I would suggest everybody watch the movie Demon Seed from the 70s. Okay, okay. That's all I'll say. Look it up. So Sounds like a Tubi exclusive. I know. <laughs> it might be on Tubi. It might be a Tubi. It's yeah. based off a of Dean Kuntz book. I don't know why that's so funny to me anyways um so we're halfway through the episode so I I Coker did you have anything you wanted to add to the, the yeah, anticipation I, um I show I uh saw the trailer for Ty West's new movie X Ooh. and the trailer looks really fun imagine like Boogie Nights meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets a killer granny movie yeah what's the one where the the grandparents were crazy I think it was an M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan movie oh uh The Visit, the Visit oh yeah, yeah that's what it sort yeah. of kind of reminded me of too I mean she a feel like the, that the dirty diaper in the kid's face. Remember the shitty diaper? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing is, the visit ruined it all for me because I knew as soon as they said, oh, we have nail polish on our on our laptop camera, I'm like, oh, okay, these grandparents are bad. So M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, you gotta, you gotta start writing these better. <laughs> oh, oh uh... <laughs> One more movie I'm looking forward to this year is Ari Aster's third movie, Disappointments Boulevard. Oh, okay. It has Joaquin Phoenix and Meryl Streep in it, and he described it as a nightmare comedy. That's exciting. Right? I know. That's a good cast. I loved Hereditary. Doug loved Midsummer, so we're both going to be excited for whatever this jaunt is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Ari Aster. Even his fucking short film. Have you seen uh, his short film? No, but film? I've heard it's fucked up, dude. Yeah, I watched him like, man, this this should be a movie. This is this grossed me out. Wow. Is it about like a son like molesting his father or something? Yeah. Oh. His, his, son, his son's like, uh, he's turning his dad into a um, a cuck. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, yeah, he's like an adult and he's like, he's, he's like, dad, come scrub my bath and suck my dick. And the oh, dad's like, oh, oh I, I, uh, I'm afraid of my son. Uh, and it's 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 shocking. That's an Ari Aster film? Yeah. And yeah, then it's, the, it's a short film. And then uh, they have like this wedding scene and the mom, the, the, the son's getting married to this girl. 
and then the mom like kind of peeps through the hole and uh, she's like, oh, my son and my and my husband are so good. He's helping him tie his tie. And she looks in the hole and, and uh, the dad's sucking the son's dick. <laughs> He's like, the, the son's forcing him to. So it's very, it's 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 a graphic movie. Oh my God. What? <laughs> I want to watch this right after this recording. Yeah, it's something about the Robinses. I think that's what it's called. It's on YouTube. It's really good. It's it's 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 Well, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So, oh, and um, X is an A24 film, by the way. So, yeah, so there you go. You smell the, um, the <laughs> I should be wearing my hipster beanie. And uh, like, ah, yes, my record player is on full blast and 34 speed. You know what's fucking crazy, Doug? Last year, when I got really fucking high to the Green Knight in the theater, I looked around and there were three fucking dudes in beanies. Oh, yeah. The Green Knight, more like the Brown Knight. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Well, the green night, you got high, so it is the green night. There yeah, you go. that's why I got super fucking high, you know. So, but it was an A24 film and I looked around and there were three other dudes like in beanies and I could tell like half the audience was stoned with me and I was just like, "Oh, well, there you go. He had some buddies in there, beanie or no beanie." Those are some really good titles. I'm really looking forward to them. I hope that all of these movies come out this year. They say they will. We'll see that. That's if Omnicron has anything to say. Or Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Fauci's going to come through my window and say, you said it wrong. It's Omicron, Omnicron, you fucking bastard. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, whatever. I, I'm so fucking sick of this shit. Like, I can't even. I just. The next one's going to be named after a fucking Transformer again, you know, so. Well, I, I still haven't even gotten it yet. And so, like, I'm just waiting for it to come for me at some yeah, point. Yeah, I haven't gotten like, it either. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I don't want to say, I don't want to say anything and, like, jinx the universe. Or, so I'm not saying shit. So. Yeah, well, I've already said that I haven't gotten it yet. So I, at this point, if it comes, it comes. Whatever. Yeah, I haven't gotten I feel like, what movie was that? Was that, uh, um, I know what you did last summer. She's like, I, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> like who thought that was such a good idea oh kevin williamson i you know bless his heart i love him but i hate that movie <laughs> okay supposedly so oh i watched it last year aid it fucking sucks i thought it was gonna get better no it was like this one fucking sucks oh although i have to give that movie one credit in the beginning jennifer love hewitt the virginal brunette final girl she gives it up in the beginning and i was like did kevin williamson just like final girls fucking you know yeah well you know and that's the thing too is that the wrong people died in that movie like sarah michelle geller ryan Philippi, their characters were way more interesting than uh julie and ray and i don't know why i remember their names in that film even though i love freddie prince jr they had to go like they were so fucking boring they were sad who cares blah 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 die but no. Anyway, so there's that. So we also wanted to touch on today, I guess we'll move on to our next topic then, uh, for underrated horror movies, because I got sort of got inspired by something I was watching on, on Tubi the other day. <laughs> oh, Tubi's great. Tubi's like the breeding ground of Vinegar Syndrome and Severin. It's like the Petri dish for all those obscure movies. I tell uh, I tell some of my coworkers that Tubi is like an '80s and '90s video store. Yeah, no, it is, and and he, I like I feel like it has so many and it has TV shows on there too. Like I was watching Jason and the Argonauts the other day for shits and giggles. Like who the fuck? Like when when did that come out? Like 20 years ago. So I I don't know. I think it's a great channel. So if you guys have not, and we don't get paid to plug Tubi either, but I, I will promote Tubi because it's way better than Sling. Not Sling. Pluto. What, 
What is oh, that? Yeah, Pluto oh, Pluto there's fucking so sucks. many fuck. It's like five minutes of something and then 20 minutes of commercials for every fucking thing. It's crazy. Oh my god, Pluto can suck a dick. Like that is the worst channel. So yay for Tubi. Yeah, well, see Tubi, and you got B Movie TV. So there you go. You got all your stuff to plug your your Roku's with. Um, <laughs> by the way, I, I watch. I know it's kind of off topic, but. I, I didn't know what it was. I was a little stoned the other night, and I'm just like, let's see what's on Tubi. And I watched this show called The Freak Bros, and it's a cartoon, and it's only on Tubi. I guess it's based off like a 70s, kind of like Fritz the Cat. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh, this looks stupid, and it's it's hilarious. I'm like, wow, this is really funny. Coker, you'd like it. I think you'd appreciate the humor. I've seen the trailer for it. There's a lot of like 70s pothead jokes in it. Yeah, they get so stoned, they put LSD in their pot brownies, and they get in a 50-year coma, and they wake up, and they're in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really funny but the best thing is the cat tiffany haddish plays the cat oh i love her yeah okay. she's hilarious in it yeah no just watch it it's very it's very well written and i i wasn't expecting anything of it i just saw it i'm like oh, i got time to kill oh that's cool well see that's underrated i guess because nobody really knows about it so yeah and if you like movies like fritz the cat or uh, heavy traffic or like those ralph bakshi uh stuff it's it's very reminiscent of that just in like a newer tv show form so aid what is this tubi movie you watched oh my gosh okay so don't judge me but i adore oh oh so this is a another slasher from the 2010s the collection so i was watching the collection mm, okay. not yeah. the not the collector not part one because part one is super mean-spirited and i don't like how they kill the cat oh Part one is really fucking nasty. It's bad. And it like that takes out the whole family and the Yeah, whole... and it's part one is like, hey, how can I watch a two thousands brutal slasher that is just gonna make me want to take a shower afterwards? Put on the collector. Yeah, yeah. So the collector, I mean, so part one, but then when the co- the collection came out, I was like, all right, I'll watch it. Why not? Because now I want to see what happens to the guy in the suitcase, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I gotta find out what happens to him. And the collection is so amazing. It's colorful, it's like fun, it's so gory and gross. Like it's like like the, the beginning where he takes out the entire fucking rave and like just mows them all down. There's body parts everywhere and fingers flying. The collection is very much that feeling of aliens versus alien, where it's just fun, action-packed, moves like a roller coaster. That's the difference with the collection and the collector. Yeah, yeah, because the collector is a little bit more of a slower burn. It's more artsy, more PBS, as Doug would say, right? So <laughs> It's very but, green. I remember watching it, I'm like, man, this is a very green filtered movie. It, 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 I think it was yeah. the same director that did Saw, right? Or it was like the writers of Saw. The writers. The writers, yeah. yeah. Somebody, it was affiliate, and I think that's how they marketed it, because they wanted people to come and see it, because it had Saw, like, you know, tendencies and traps and things like that right so i give them credit for that but the collection is just so much more fun and it's just i love that we see because you know when you see like the like the inside of like a killer's territory and stuff it's usually like meh like nobody cares right but you go into his little his sadistic little area and he's got all of these crackhead like people that he like they're like his mutants that he collects and like he pumps them full of drugs and they like sort of guard his house right and then like he's got all of these crazy traps inside the house and like body parts and things and like it's just so fucking cool like it's interesting well they're supposed to be doing a part three that's it's supposed to come out last year i thought so Uh, who the hell knows guys sadly i hear they were only able to shoot like 40 minutes of part three Mm. yeah well it'll come out eventually but yeah the collect um the collection I saw that in the theaters and I was blown. There was like four other people in the theaters and that movie was out 
within a week, and I'm like, man, this is really fucking good. Why is nobody seeing this? And and the last half of it feels like a like a um a, a almost like a like an Italian giallo, like when uh, you never sh- he's not wearing the mask, but it, they never go above his chest, and you yeah. only see him with like the knife walking around the house. I'm like, man, this feels yeah, like an Italian giallo. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's wearing the black gloves. Yeah, and he's an entomologist, which is where he gets all his little bugs, right? So it's it's just it's very like he's a very you know multifaceted killer, and you never get to see his face, like you said. So I think that that's the nice like we we never know who he is. Like we're never gonna like it's not like Scream where you have to figure out right. And so and that came out in 2012. So I really think that it was super underrated. I don't think enough people have seen it. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, are listening? It's on Tubi right now. Stop everything you're doing and watching it. Like I, I guess guarantee you you will love this movie like it has everything so it's a fun time yeah and it's a high kill count too for you gore very high kill yeah the beginning Mm -hmm. like when they're getting crushed and that you just gotta watch it you'll you'll sit down you'll fan your nuts to it trust me i i did yeah and it doesn't stop so it's it's a it's a good one i really enjoyed that one so that's that's my first one so i i was like okay so we need to talk about underrated movies and then i have on here which is also on tubi is the orphan killer i don't know if you guys have seen that I, I saw Orphan Killer, yeah. Yeah, I watch it every year. I have it. A guy I dated years, years like 10-something, I don't know. I can't, barely dated him. But he used to do horror conventions, and he was like agents for different actors and stuff. And every time he'd come back, he'd bring me all this shit. And Orphan Killer was one of them. And I was like, okay, this looks like a little shitty indie film, whatever. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the best fucking movie I've ever seen. I don't know what it is. I love the gore. I mean, it's a little cheesy, but it's a really good independent film. And I follow the actress of that movie, Diane Foster, on Instagram now, and she's so awesome and she's like always doing stuff so if you guys don't follow her i I highly recommend following her page but yeah no i i think that it's a it's it's a little mean-spirited but it's got such a good ending like i really love the ending to this film and i love the fact that it opens up with a cover Oh, and, and there's our introduction to D-Bot. Welcome back to the show, Mr. D-Bot. Take a seat. You need a charge. <laughs> Sit your ass down. You need to... <laughs> well, you want to know, it's it's funny you mentioned uh, Orphan Killer. I'm like, that movie sounds familiar. I'm looking at it right now. I uh, I worked with the director before on, on, on a different project, Matt Farnsworth. Oh, yeah. He is oh, so really? cute. Oh, my gosh. You worked with him? Yeah. Was, I think there was like a project with jo- something with special effects with Joe Castro. This was years ago. This was before I moved to Ohio. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, like I mean, if you haven't tried, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on Tubi right now. Like when I saw it on Tubi the other day, I was like, "What the fuck is this movie?" Because I didn't think anybody else knew about it, but apparently Tubi does. Yeah. Okay. So this wasn't the one I worked on with Joe Castro, but I did. I worked with him on something else. I don't. It was, it was like a short film or something. I don't know. That was back in my college days. I can't remember what it, what the name of it was. I'll have to look <laughs> oh, it up. But no. yeah, you got my memories flowing. I'm like, man, I, it's a fucking small world. That is a small world. Like, and then we found we found each other. I mean, we're on like two sides of the country. That is so awesome. So very cool. So yeah, that's it. And then I, you know, obviously, Rage Carry Two made the list. But which honestly, I feel like people don't talk about Rage Carry 2 enough like that's another underrated 90s horror movie that still hasn't been reappraised by the horror community I don't see anybody talking about it well I think yeah. a lot of people get turned off by it I've heard you know I've heard a lot of people say like oh Carry 2 no you can't I, I kind of grew up with that mentality of hearing like oh Carry 2 that sucks because it's it's a sequel to the Carry I'm like well you know you give it a chance so that's what I think a lot of people's uh, mentalities are when they see it. Yeah. I mean, it's on Tubi. I, I I talk about it all the fucking time. I'm literally the only person who ever talks about it. So I know everybody's tired of hearing me uh, gush about it. But honestly, like, it is a really good movie for 
a sequel and for the fact that it's you know 99 it came out in right yeah i think yeah oh it was late 90s you could yeah late 90s definitely late 90s it was definitely a late 90s movie yeah you could smell the zebra bubble gum and the iced uh, hair tips (laughs) and the zima they're drinking zimas (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like i said it's good it's very 90s it's very nostalgic and i i like what they do with it it's got some good kills so i mean oh there's some fun kills in it yeah as a kid when i saw that movie i was expecting the teacher who's there for her to live throughout the yeah. whole thing like in the first game. and then right when she gets to the party it just right through her fucking face and i was a kid i was like whoa you know it's a good it has some good little fucked up twists in it too yeah like i mean and because you know she sue survives the first one right and then so you you know like the fact that they just kind of kill her off in the second you're like what the fuck like how did that happen and it's sad it's really sad and i think like i think with carrie characters like that while they they lose their shit and they they do all these horrific things like i think that both carries both carrie and rachel are justified in their actions 100 so those yeah it's fucking people deserve movies, it <laughs> yeah both those movies you're like good for her at the end mm-hmm, exactly so those that's my list i don't know what you guys want to talk i mean we can start with doug yeah. yeah yeah doug because i'm gonna go on like a 10 minute spiel about a uh, friday the 13th movie but doug i want you to start with your oh, underrated I know, that movies. is mr melty head uh, jason but, <laughs> i okay. love that jason yeah so i i do have three of them here and i actually have the um the 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 dvds and the blu-rays of them uh oh, but uh oh. two of them are, are actually two of them are available to stream one of them not uh but i'll go with on my first one here because this is kind of a plug to livid media but this film, I've watched this probably about three, four times now. It's called Even Hitler Had a Girlfriend. Trust me, it's... it's. And the thing is, on the back, Joe Bob Briggs. This is Joe Bob Briggs, one of his favorite movies that came out in the in 1994. Tr- you gotta see this movie to believe it. Like, I, I watched it. Uh, Ken from B-Movie TV, he bought the license to it. And they released it. So, lividmedia.com, you can buy it there. Um, it's got two discs. And it's got the uh, unfinished sequel, The Hitler Tapes. So with that one here, it's it's great. You want to hear the description of this movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. Watch this lonely bastard spend his entire life savings on call girls in less than two weeks because he is a total loser. Like, that, that's the description of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's this guy. I don't know if you can see the picture here. He's like, he, he's like, um, he just sits in a bathtub. He's like, I work at a security job. My name is Marcus Templeton. And I'm about to tell you how I spent my entire life savings on call girls. And I do it all again. And he's just like this guy that kind of mopes around. It's like, oh, whatever. Like, like think of like a like an obese Charlie Brown. Just say, like, oh, whatever. Will these beef, beef sticks make me skinny? Huh, I'll try. And he just, he calls like the call girls. It's, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And it's so low budget. It's shot on like a VHS. Doug, this sounds like underground John Waters. Yes, it is. And the thing is like the dialogue in this movie, it's like this, this one girl he picks up from church and uh, he's like, so, uh, do you want to date? And this girl kind of looks like, who's the aunt, the aunt from Bob's Burgers? Um, Oh, Gail. Gail. Gail, Yeah. It's like, yeah, my cat's down here. And literally they sit at the couch and they're like kind of all nervous together. Like, so, uh, what do you want to do? I thought maybe we could watch TV. Okay. Hey, do you want to have sex with me? Um, not really, no. Uh, okay. What do you want to do? I, I don't know. Uh, hmm. And it's just like this awkward, like, it, it's very awkward conversation. And then all of a sudden he picks up the soaker and she's like, she's like, what will it be, a blowjob? This, this is 25 bucks. This is 30 bucks. Well, all I have is $5. <laughs> well, you're not going to get anything from me, honey. 
Well, what if you'd like just touch it? Then that's ten dollars. Okay, what if you look at it? Is it can, can I get a discount or something? Like, it's just, like, stupid dialogue like that. It's fucking hilarious. And trust me, for you people that are looking for, like, a, the perfect B-movie to watch and just, like, laugh your asses off, like, whether you're stoned, drunk, or just in a normal state of mind, it's fucking funny. And, uh, you know, I pay homage to this in the new movie that we're doing, uh, Trash Juice. So uh, there, there's a character that's kind of similar to the Marcus Templeton character. But it's kind of sad because the director, once Ken bought the rights to it and they got this official release, I guess I could say it, right? Yeah, the director shot himself. So oh. he is no longer with us, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I guess wow. that's kind of... Yeah, so after this, which is kind of scary. Shocking the, ending, Doug. Yeah, it's it's weird. but uh, And it's kind of weird because that's what happens to the character in the sequel. So, you know, kind of, art kind of imitates life. Oh my oh, that's God, dark. Doug! Fuck, I know, that's it's, dark. It's dark, but it's also goes for a full circle. You know, it's it's. it's well, uh, I mean, if you think about it, you're kind of you're kind of being kind, plugging this movie. You know. Yeah, I just want people to see it, like pay homage to it. I mean, you know, if you're dead, don't you want people to kind of see your art and kind of live on from that? Okay, and then I got two other ones here, so I'll, I'll go real quick here for you. This one I've talked about it enough on the podcast here before, but I figured I might say it. The Untold you love Story. This movie, dude. Oh, I, I fucking love this movie, and the reason I bring up the Untold Story is because it's available on Tubi. And when I watched this movie, in fact, I was on set doing that Let's Stop at the Morgue movie with Sam Hell, and Stephen Byro was there doing the camera, and he's the guy that runs Unearthed Films. And um, he was telling me he was telling me about this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get the untold story. He's like, oh, it's a Category Three Hong Kong film. We just released it, you know, the 4K restoration. So I bought this movie, and I didn't know much about it. I mean, I knew what Category Three was and stuff, but I when I I'm I'm not even kidding you. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't high. I watched this movie, and I was literally like. Holy fucking shit! And the thing is, it's not—it's not like your Serbian films, or it's not like those extreme shocking movies. It's just—it's—it's it's a very well-made movie. Um, and the crazy thing—it's a true story. So it's just—you got to see this movie. I don't even want to explain it to you that much, but it's based on a true story in Hong Kong, and it's—it's it's filmed very much like a—it's uh, filmed very well. So you wouldn't expect the things that you'd expect in the film. And this is the nastiest. Well, he's in another movie, but uh, this is just the most vile character in any movie I've ever seen. I think when I posted it, I said, this is the meanest fucking movie I've ever seen. And it's not marketed that way. So it's not marketed like some something like, you, you know, when you watch like a movie like a Serbian film or Human Centipede 2, they're like, oh, it's so shocking, oh, this and that. This movie doesn't do that. It's just like, oh, here you go. Yeah, Here's so that. question. So you talk a lot about Category 3. It's like, for people who don't know, what is that? So Category 3 is almost like Hong Kong's version of NC-17. Okay. And Herman Yao, and there's there's quite a few. I, I noticed they're getting releases now from like Vinegar Syndrome and Massacre Video. Um, they're they're kind of picking up these Category Three Hong Kong films that have been unavailable for the longest time uh, over in America, or the BBFC would always censor them. Yeah. Now that the states, Doug, there's a Hong Kong or there's a Hong Kong Category Three uh, crime movie that's super fucked up that still hasn't made it to the states called Run and Kill. Mm-hmm. Run and Kill just yeah dude Run and Kill is basically a guy accidentally hires a hitman to kill his wife and then regrets it and then the hitman comes after the rest of the guy's family and I shit you not like little kids are burnt to death and shit in the movie yeah it's definitely category 3 stuff there but Hong Kong doesn't give a fuck Hong Kong category 3 movies go fucking hard but see uh. the th- okay but see what works and I love the Ebola syndrome too but the untold story like it's it it doesn't warrant itself as a as a graphic movie. That's the crazy thing. It's just 
here's this guy here and he just doesn't give a fuck about anything. It's so, so yeah, my recommendation is The Untold Story. You could watch it for fucking free on Tubi. So mm-hmm. there's no excuse for you not to see it. Like, trust me, this is Doug's recommendation. If I had a fucking video store, this would be on the recommenda- <laughs> recommended list. Right next to Brave Little Toaster, you know? And then the Untold Story. <laughs> it was going to be a Doug Law double feature. Brave Little Toaster with Untold Story. Yeah, see there, you'll hang that up on the wall. And then the last one here I have, um, this one's available on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Uh, but it's actually one of my favorites. I, well, I watched it a bunch as a kid, and I have it on my background here. But it's called American Gothic. And American Gothic came out in 1987. This movie is fucking great, and a lot of people don't even know what I'm talking about. And when you bring up American Gothic, you know, other things pop up online. There was a TV show called American Gothic. But it's great. And this is, Coker, you know me. This is uh, Backwoods, um, Canada. So it has oh. a, it has the lady from um, uh, Yvonne De Carlo. She was oh uh, Lily Monster. She was Lily Monster. Yeah. yeah. So oh, she's wow. in this. Yeah, she's playing the evil mom, and it's basically a bunch of I was gonna say Trump supporters, but they're basically a bunch of like backwoods. <laughs> <laughs> That's like in the name of God, we don't like visitors in our town. If, if you if you pull up your boat uh. to our town, we gonna kill you. We gonna kill you. And we're gonna put the fear of the Lord in you. So. so what you're saying is this is a fun backwoods horror. Yes, but it's not. It's it's like um religious back horror. Like there, uh, the the dad's like a preacher, and he's like in the name of God. And the, and, and there's um, Michael J. Pollard um, is in this movie from Sleepaway Camp Three and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses as well. So yeah, no, this movie's great, and there's a there's a very uh, creepy character that she kind of looks like little Lulu if you remember that cartoon. Uh, but her name's Fanny, and she's like, I want you to meet my dollies. So anyone who oh. ever comes to their little island, that they kill them, and then they hang them up and make like human sized dolls in the basement, and that's Fanny's dolls. So oh my god, she's like this fifty year old girl, little girl. That, that sounds fun and creepy, man. It's no, it's great. I'm so, I, we gotta watch this movie. I, I'm surprised we haven't watched it yet. Oh, I really want that. Th- that one I will definitely watch. Yeah, for American sure. Gothic. Yeah, you, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's on Prime and Roku channel. If y'all and Roku have channel. Amazon. Yes. So watch it definitely. It's and it's scary. Because uh, I remember when I first saw this movie, it was on TV when I was a kid, and it's terrified me. I was afraid of Fanny. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I mean, that actually looks really interesting, and I do like that background. So. Oh, it's it's awesome. great. Yeah, and uh, she she looks like the human version of a uh, laughing Sal. We talked on that in the last episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I do have Untold Story on my list on Tubi. So at one some point, I will watch it. Uh, the, the thing with the Untold Story is, it's not. What's the word to put it? Like when you watch, it's like, oh, I'm going to watch a graphic movie. It's not like that. It's just so I've never seen a character with. I mean, it's kind of like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but this one, it's like this Ooh. guy just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I bet I've heard about it so much at this point. Like, I need to just see it. Like, oh, please I'm jumping, do. Like, I'm jumping on the bandwagon with you. <laughs> it's a it's a really great movie, actually. Besides the graphic stuff, it, it's good. I guess we're getting into Coker. Now, Coker's so excited about his movie he talked about earlier today, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Okay, you guys ready? Yes. For me, my ultimate underrated horror movie is Jason Goes to Hell. I fucking love Jason Goes to Hell. It was the first Friday the 13th movie I saw as a kid. It fucked me up as a kid. The melty, raw hamburger meat, nightmare Jason in it 
even though he's only in it in the beginning and at the end, that nightmarish Jason stuck with me very, very much as a kid. And that nightmarish Jason I would see in Halloween stores as a kid in the 90s all the fucking time. So to me, that Jason is always very close to my heart. Um, But uh, I think Jason Goes to Hell is one of the most underrated horror movies ever and probably one of the most underrated horror movies of the 90s because so many horror fans shit all over that movie saying, hey, yeah, 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 movie. Yes, it is a fucking Jason movie. It's just that it's a Jason movie that finally does shit that the previous movies should have done. In the very beginning, you have the woman come over and she gets nude and she takes a shower and she rents a cabin and then Jason comes after her and it's a scary looking fucking Jason. And then all of a sudden, a fucking SWAT team comes out of nowhere and sets up a trap for him and Jason's going, what the fuck? And they blow his ass to pieces. And you're thinking to yourself, whoa, what the fuck? They literally used slasher movie setups to trap Jason. And it's like, in this, it's nine movies into the franchise and finally the government kind of finally takes notice to Jason and does something about Jason and it's like yeah that should have happened a few other movies ago but so, so Jason's kind of like global warming they realize I'm like, oh well nine years later we should have got that taken yeah care of that. Jason yeah Jason is global warming <laughs> and, and Jason goes to hell <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but uh then the movie takes this fucked up body horror body body swapping turn that you end up getting pretty much a 90s version of the hidden but far more nasty far more gruesome when jason hops from bodies the bodies start melting which is really nightmarish and out really out the left field from the rest of the franchise and also jason goes to hell is probably the most brutal of all the friday the 13th movies especially the under or the unrated version of the tent kill in jason goes to hell It is a perfect, fucked-up, brutal mix of sex and death right at the exact same moment. Because in that scene, the girl is about to come, and then the body-hopping Jason just sticks a fucking spear right through her, and then splits her in half, and you're sitting there going, Whoa! If you think about it, that scene is almost a perfect but brutal high point and a symbolization of what murder and death is in the entire franchise it's it's that scene it's a combination of sex and death and it's death uh being the punishment for sex that's the entire fucking franchise well you know why they got punished right there's a shot right before that scene the the doctor who's also jason steps on the condom he wasn't using a condom yeah it had it almost had an aids metaphor in that scene too yep which is very fucking (laughs) 90s people forget how incredibly 90s jason goes to hell is too another thing that i really love about jason goes to hell is that mo with the exception of that tent scene all the characters are like working class adults and all of the characters have relationship issues or like trust issues they're not fucking partying teens. The burger place that they work at actually acknowledges Jason and they have Jason burgers. So it shows like it's the only Friday the 13th movie that shows like the town's culture around all the murders too. Even the character says, oh, it's an old Crystal Lake joke. Ha ha ha. So it's the only Friday the 13th movie that shows the cultural impact of all the previous movies. And I really fucking appreciate it too. Not to mention the movie's just fun as hell. The movie has crazy lighting, crazy camera techniques. It's incredibly fucking mean-spirited and ghoulish and gory. It takes these weird turns. Jason is a little demon and goes up a dead woman's pussy. It's like, what the fuck is happening? And then at the very end, fucking Freddy Krueger 
comes out and grabs his mask and pulls it down. It's like, you're going to have a fun fucking time with Jason Goes to Hell if you just accept that it is a black sheep of the franchise and see all the good in it. It's fucking amazing. And I bat for that movie all the time. And sadly, I'm happy Halloween 3 finally got the praise and everybody loves Halloween 3. And I'm happy that everybody is finally praising Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And I'm sitting there thinking, um, okay, horror community, I'm still waiting on Jason Goes to Hell. And I don't know if, I think I'm going to be the only one on that hill for a while. So, but anyway, ultimate underrated horror movie for me, Jason Goes to Hell. I fucking love it. Yeah, see, the thing is, I, I, with Halloween 3, that's a that's a good uh, point there. Halloween 3 is so vastly different. What Jason, I mean, I like Jason Goes to Hell as well. It's different, but for people who are having, like, a marathon and all these, you know, fanboys kind of sitting there and going, you bring up, like, they mixed Evil Dead with it. They said uh, Jason's not part of Evil Dead. Um, that Jason's got a sister. Oh yeah, there's there's a scene with the Necronomicon in it, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, I, I, well, I think I think the problem is, have you seen? Uh, I've seen the documentary with the director Marcus. Uh, what's the director's name? I think it's Adam Marcus. Adam Marcus. Yeah, he's kind Marcus. of like I'm, I'm the I'm the greatest director ever. I, I did everything, with, and he's just kind of sits there, and he's like just, and people are just getting pissed. He's like, he's like, yeah, go go suck it, suck it. I made the best Jason movie. Get the fuck out of my face, you motherfuckers. Like he's like that. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, no wonder everyone gets pissed off at you, J- Jason goes to hell. But I, I do like it, too. In fact, you know, when he, when he's eating the hearts and stuff like that, that's stuff you don't really uh, see. I, that's the goriest Jason movie, too. It is. It is the goriest Jason film. I, you know, and it's funny that you talk about it, because, like, literally, I've watched them all, and I usually try to watch them in the summertime, and Jason goes to hell is the only one. I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't remember much about it. I know that he hops around the bodies, and that's it, so... Watch this, watch this. You ready for this? All right, Coker, this is an impromptu skit. You're going to be the fat lady at the diner, and I'm going to be the husband. Okay. Right. <laughs> Let's improvise a scene real quick. All right, All right I'll start, I'll start. Okay? You'll start, go. Okay. This is how you make a Jason burger. Cuts it out just right there. Remember, it's a two-for-one special. But, honey, how are we going to cut out the, the, the burgers here? It's, it's a lot of money to spend, honey. Don't worry, we'll put it together and then make another burger out of it. But, but what if Jason breaks through the wall and, and comes in here and, 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 and he takes all the monies, honey? <laughs> you know, I have to admit, dude, I'll, I'll admit that the fact that those two characters are in the movie and they get fucked up is so randomly Three Stooges, which is another thing I love about Jason Goes to Hell. Well, my sister used to get pissed because my brother and I used to tell my sister that looked like her. <laughs> 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 She's like, that doesn't look like me. I'm like, oh. hey, sure as hell looks like you. <laughs> You're so mean, Doug. Oh. oh, my God. It's called sibling rivalry. Uh, Doug, I remember when we got really... Doug, do you remember when we got really stoned and watched Three Stooges, and you were oh, just like, the... "Mo's me, yeah, who who uh, who was uh, Curly is Nick, and then who was Rhea? Rhea was a uh, Larry, my sister. Rhea was Larry. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how we were as kids. We were slapping each other around and you know stuff. So, but yeah, so I guess that is kind of like a Three Stooges gag because she gets punched in the face and her chin goes up, and she's all like going like, "Yeah, it's it, that." And then the, the little husband, the little, I call him the little husband. He's just going like, yeah. oh no, oh no, Jesus is just going on. Yeah. 
and and it does a slow mo too. It does a slow mo of him going, "Oh shit!" shit. And then the yeah, sun and comes like, out and he gets his, his his wrist broken. And I'm like, yes. "Yeah, that's what happens to you when you wear a fucking mullet." Oh my god, I can't. God, Jason. Yes, Jason goes to hell is really fun. Although I will admit. If you watch the movie in a marathon of all of them, it really fucking stands out. So sometimes I'll say maybe Jason, watching Jason Goes to Hell by itself is much more fun. Yeah, Jason's not my favorite slasher. So when I'm watching them, it's like, you know, something to put on in the background and I'll like, I'll come in and watch five minutes and then I walk away, right? So like, I like part five because it's in the same vein, I guess, because it's oh, different. you're on Doug's side. No, yeah. I love part five. That's I my do like part one. five. I know. And I love that they kill that fat kid in the beginning. It makes me so happy. Oh, well, what's crazy is part five. Part five wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the fat kid in a chocolate bar. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I think you're really out of line. I think you're really out of line, Vic. And that's like the nicest insult, too. Why do you get asked for that? And J- Jason X is a lot of fun, too. So, I mean, it is what it is with Jason X, but I do like that one. So, I mean, I like the outliers, I guess you could say. So, well, those are our underrated films, I guess, for this year. So, we've got our Patreon uh, bonus episode coming up, guys. So, if you're a Patreon member, make sure to listen to that that's your exclusive and if you want to listen to our patreon bonus episode patreon.com slash slashers pod we have tiers um, from one dollar to ten dollars and don't forget to pick up some shirts i got i actually ordered a couple more shirts from redbubble so you guys will be able to see them i'll do a couple of little commercials for you guys slasherspod.redbubble.com jake's got a ton of new designs up there so i'm sure you'll find something you'll love stickers mugs dresses what the whatever you want it on it's probably on there so please give that a look so doug what is going on with b movie tv yes so we got some new things lined up for b movie tv um yahira does saturday night tears uh when they're not playing jake's episodes so um and then of course you know we're working on there too aid coker you guys are aware we're, we'll get you guys into like little cameo scenes because it's a green screen public access bonanza I'm, it's called I'm really Gl- excited for it dude yeah it's gonna air on sundays um we're we're still working on the first episode but it's gory coleman's fist fucking cinema jamboree it's gonna be sundays at 10 p.m on b movie tv on roku dude i'm excited it's just it's just our weird adult swim style skit show yeah so we got a lot of stuff shot for that already and uh yeah, no, I got, I got my brother in there. He's playing a a, a, a woman. So, <laughs> yeah, and then we got, uh, you know, used sleazy car salesman. And we got, uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. We got puppets. We got animation. We got bad green screen. Um, <laughs> and then Friday Night Action, we actually, uh, well, when this comes out, it'll be the following week. But I, I just filmed a new episode. Um, and this one's in memory of Fred Edelman. So if you guys are familiar with Fred Edelman, he wrote a bunch of reviews. Um, and he did a bunch of books back in like the 80s and 90s. Like remember like those macabro books, like wherever you wanted to find like obscure movies or just like reviews and stuff, like, they get like big catalogs and stuff. Uh, so Fred recently passed away a few days ago. So, uh, you know, this episode's in memory of him. Well, that's Friday at 8 p.m. on B-Movie TV on Roku. So Friday Night Action. And the movie's pretty good, too. So that's the new episode that's that's playing. Uh, and what else do we have here? Yeah, so that that's that's that on my end here. We're also filming uh, Like Father, Like Daughter for Ken Brewer, who runs B-Movie TV. He's making that movie. And then we're filming Trash Juice. And uh, and and um, Coker's going to be in there soon. We're going to get Aid in there. I, I want you to play a news reporter, Aid. That's what I want you to do. Oh. And then Jake has become <laughs> a second unit director. So he's going to be directing some scenes, basically doing some like after effects and things like that. And uh, Mikey, Mr. Mikey, you are in there as well, too. So 
congratulations on that. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, directing both of you guys. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. I know. And Jake is, Jake is still with us, everyone. I know he's not, he's been missing it for a few episodes, but he's still with us. So um, hopefully we can get him on the Patreon episode and you guys can hear him then. All right, and, Mr. Coke. Oh, Coker, we're waiting for your shameless plugs. Oh, um, no, <laughs> not, not a whole lot of plugs this time, guys. I'm all right. Okay. It's like, nah. Nah, it's like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm not, I'm not going to get in this one. Sorry, guys. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I had a really good time with you guys tonight. I'm so glad we got to do it with the three of us. Um, Cause I feel like where our schedule has been so crazy. So it's been mm-hmm. hard to record together, but I'm glad that we got to do this tonight. Well, it, for me, it's nighttime for you guys. It's still like dinner time, I guess. So uh, it's dark outside. It's fucking, nighttime. it's already dark. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, on behalf of Doug and Coker, this is Aid saying goodbye and good day. I'm hitting stop on my audacity.